1: Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
0: What we're offering is something really different. And I think that really is liberating for our writers to allow them to kind of emerge and go by what they see. Trust your eyes. What are your eyes telling you? Would you look at a game? What are you seeing? Trust them. And you can write stories off of that. It takes a while but they start to trust their eyes and they start to trust what they think is happening, you know, and that makes all the difference in the world. And they can speak authoritatively about the team they cover. About the team they cover.
2: to the final episode of Dell Technologies Small Business Podfriend Series. I am Jade Hoy, Executive Producer of The Athletic Podcast Network. For the second year in a row, Dell Technologies has brought together the best podcasters in the industry to share stories, anecdotes of inspiration, and advice on how to traverse these unsettling times in the small business world. In Episodes 1 and 2, the Athletics co-founders Alex Mather and Adam Hansman brought us through the birth and development development of a simple simple idea idea which which was to serve serve sports fans fans with with exceptional journalism in a wide variety of sports that other outlets were increasingly unwilling to support.
3: We don't ask for permission to do things here. That's an important aspect to our culture. If you want to do something, I don't don't want to hear about it. Just
2: go do it. it. No ads, no pop-ups, no no (laughs) bullies. What started with a handful of people was now hundreds of journalists, podcasters, editors, and managers, spread out across major cities in the U.S. and Canada.
1: Obviously, across international borders with Canada. As
2: detailed in Episode 2, the expansion into the Bay Area was a success, but there would be no sleep. Great
4: UK. Great. Great
2: UK. The team set their focus on a new market, the United Kingdom, and over the course of several days in late May 2019, Most of the top sports writers in England were about to hear the pitch of a lifetime. What were
1: sort of the challenges or thoughts and goals behind going over the ocean and going to UK?
3: We had always pegged the UK as a country where we wanted to cover the Premier League. We wanted to do it at some point. Alex Mather, co-founder, CEO of The Athletic. I think something clicked for us in 2019 where we said the only time to hire journalists is in the off-season. It looks like in 2020, there's a Euros tournament in the summer taking up the off-season. Little did we know that there wouldn't be a Euros 2020 in 2020. But uh, we we thought that 2019 was probably our, our best shot at recruiting And so we had a board meeting and we basically said, we're going to invest X million dollars and we're going to go over to the UK and we're going to hire as many great people as we can. We're going to understand what garden leave is and notice periods and all that stuff that make hiring in the UK quite complicated. But within 108 days, we went from board approval to launch. I'm Adam Hansman, co-founder and president
1: of The Athletic sounds insane even to think back 108 days to go and launch in a new country with I think we had 50 people at launch. Everything we'd learned in the US was, you know, launching New York and you have a 15 person staff. And so it's sort of, you know, triple quadruple the size of anything we had done stateside. The good news is we had a couple of folks that we had retained that knew the talent it was really just a question of could we go in, convince a bunch of the best sports journalists in the UK to buy into this thing.
4: I'm Akhil Nambiar. I am the GM of Content Strategy and Analytics. It's funny, before I joined the Athletic, I actually took a month-long trip in Europe and the UK and I would like read papers, I'd kind of understand what was happening there. And I remember telling Adam and Alex, I feel like my itch isn't scratched as a as a fan there. There's something that's still left to be desired. And a few months later, Ed Mallion, who is now our director of content strategy and analytics, he actually messaged Alex and said, I would love to just chat. 2018, we were really focused on doing things well in North America. 2019 comes around and Adam and Alex were like, let's think about the UK. What would it mean for us to go over there? And it was myself and George Koreshi, who was our soccer editor at the time. We got on the phone with Ed and I remember texting George and I was like, this guy's instinct is spot on. Like he just knows what will make this business work. And from there, we embarked on a, <laughs> a week-long, just crazy trip where uh, we met with a majority of the writers that we ended up ha- hiring now. We talked to them about the vision. It was just an incredible whirlwind of an experience.
1: We didn't know until we got into a couple of those first conversations. It was sort of, it was just an open question. Was anyone gonna believe us?
3: And our brand name at that point was fairly unknown. Folks had done their research, didn't really know anything about the company. And, you know, we had to go in with basic brand reputation being very low and building that up. You know, some of the more fun conversations were connecting the great journalists in the UK with counterparts in the US to just talk about how we do business and how we treat journalists. And some of those conversations were, were really cool.
0: Welcome to the Ornstein and Chapman podcast
2: on the Athletic. This idea that, Madrid's structure makes it harder in certain ways as well. You know, you can't, you don't have a sovereign wealth fund behind you, you don't have uh, one very, very wealthy guy like Chelsea do. Is there ever a conversation to be had about changing the structure?
3: One of the first things we did, you know, with some of the folks that we had brought on early, we identified the top 20 people we wanted, and we created basically handmade specific pitch decks for each one of them. It had like specific designs for them, it had apparel with their name on it, and so we went in and did our homework. Like those top 20 folks, we really did our homework and knew what they wrote knew how they wrote, what their strengths and you know opportunities at, at our publication were. And so going into those meetings, you know, really flattering the folks, that was a really big piece. And what we've known all along is opportunities multiply as they're seized. And as like some of the big names started to agree, then we were able to to really scale it out. That day,
1: August fifth, twenty nineteen, I believe it was just an all-out, everyone announcing, all the writers sort of, you know, putting out their, you know, why I the Athletic. It was a sight to behold. We were just glad that the site didn't break. That was another scaling challenge: was making sure we could support .co.uk
2: all day long. Sporting events from college to professional have been postponing events nationwide, even postponing an entire season.
4: This has been the craziest, most unpredictable few days in the history of sports. Suspended. suspended. suspended.
0: Trust your eyes. What are your eyes telling you? No March Madness. Suspended. 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 Major League Baseball suspends its opener. NBA suspends its season A- along with NHL season
4: suspended. Major sports. Suspended. Suspended.
2: Suspended. suspended. In March of 2020, the pandemic hit and the sports world would be shuttered, shutter. lingering in wait for months without anything to cover. The Athletic, barely five years in, was gaining steam. And then this, a complete blackout of sports content. sports content.
3: So I was in a hotel in Los Angeles by myself just ordered dinner and I'm watching whatever's on the hotel TV and I check my slack and it's blowing up we've got Tony Jones in Utah breaking news (laughs) that they're just going to shut the game down.
5: well I just saw Quinn Snyder point to the locker room and they're taking these players off the floor wow wow it's just a a real eerie silence in the arena you just never see something like you saw tonight and I, I think that this is a night that we'll all remember for a long time
3: we knew very little at that moment in time and I'm sitting in this hotel room as the CEO of a sports media company with 600 people around the world. And the first thing that just comes to mind is we have to get our people home. It was pretty scary, you know, first and foremost for our people in potentially harm's way at that moment, right? And we're just thinking, what What is is happening, happening, happening? It was
5: difficult. I mean, that's, Be clear about that. (laughs) Marcus Thompson, senior columnist, The Athletic. It was tough. One of my uh, strengths as a reporter is being able to, like, go up to a guy and get him to tell me, talk to me and have a conversation, especially a unique one. So being stripped of that was really tough. And, you know, there had to be an extra level of creativity.
0: My name is David Aldridge. I am the editor in chief of the Washington DC Bureau of the Athletic. It was hard. And I give our group an incredible amount of credit for coming up with different ideas. Will our subscribers want to read about sports bars that have been impacted by it? As it turned out, yeah, they did. (laughs) Are they going to want to read about mascots? As it turns out, yeah, they would. <laughs> you know, I wrote a story about all the credentials that I've saved over the years. I didn't think anybody would read it. A lot of people did.
4: There's like two big realizations that I had. One is just the creativity that we have across the newsroom. Um, we had a channel called Let's Get Weird, and, you know, people across the company would throw ideas in there of things that we could write about. And that was cool to see. That response to that energy was cool to see. The other thing that was amazing for me to see is the way the subscribers, you know, wanted an escape. And, you know, although there were no sports like happening at all, they loved what we were doing. Uh, and one thing I didn't touch on earlier, but when I left Facebook, I knew that I wanted to work at a place that could be the best part of someone's day. We're lucky enough and credit to our writers and and uh and audio folks and just all the creative folks in the company, you know, we produce something that can be the best part of someone's day. And I think through the pandemic, when things got really dark is when you saw how much this meant to our subscribers. So it gave you a bunch of hope through that time.
5: We on our Warrior staff, we had a nice little crew of four people. We we all knew what we were doing. We all had our own little avenues and we could kind of work with each other and create a synergy. To me, that's what, what got us through. And the fact that there were really no limits, you know, you could, everything was on the table. Uh, we could be as creative
3: and wacky and weird as we wanted to be.
2: There was a period of time we had no content. You know what I mean?
3: I think Adam <laughs> can touch on that. Yeah, but maybe I'll start with some of the, the things that we believe are positive coming out of the pandemic is really looking at a wider talent pool, a more diverse talent pool a bigger pool to pull from when you're not just looking for people in the Bay Area, for example. And so when, when we've removed that constraint, we start to just operate at another level. We're able to bring on folks in Canada, in Australia, you know, any city or, or town in the United States. And that really opens us up to creating a much more diverse and, and inclusive company. Uh, You know, with that comes challenges, right? With that comes communication challenges, especially for a startup. We're not a company with 25 years of momentum, right? The, The sort of the serendipity of like, you know, early day startups, two people chatting in an elevator and suddenly you've got a feature idea. I think that's the challenge going forward is how do you marry some of those really amazing aspects of a um, geographically, uh, disparate employee base, you know, with really collaborative, conducive behaviors. And that that's like the best companies in the world are going to figure that out. And so, you know, challenge accepted on our side, for sure. I went to my first live sporting event last night
1: for the first time since 2019 and you just remember that feeling and I think a lot of people are going to experience that over the, the upcoming summer and fall and what we used to say fall in love with the sports page again is sort of fall in love with sports again and the games aren't the same like we can admit that without fans in seats um but you know that interest isn't going away
5: going away going away going You know what's interesting like the moment I, I, I took the job and started working uh, it was immediate that it was the right move like there really was no period of period of uncertainty I met with them we went had orientation and we sat in an office in San Francisco on Jesse Street and just sitting in there talking to them I was like this was it I actually felt a little I just felt so vulnerable. I was thinking, like, wow, if the newspaper would have made an incredible pitch to me, I probably would have turned this down. Like, I would have been nuts, right? Just because it was such a drastic change, and I had been at the newspaper for eighteen years. I just felt very vulnerable. Like, I almost didn't get this, right? Like, if if, if they would have just been better about it and, and sold me on some kind of dream, I would have I would have taken it. That first month was like. This is it. This is exactly what I wanted to do. This is exactly how I envisioned it. Welcome to the BasketBuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Dave DeVore is here. Javon Edwards is here. Jay I King think for me, there were a couple of things. One, it was people that I trusted, and then just a lot of people I knew and respected were signing up and and getting hired to be a part of the Athletic and. The prevailing thought from people I knew who already worked there was, this place is supportive in a way that no other place they've worked at is supportive. And to me, it was kind of the opposite of most places I had been before because a lot of those situations were toxic and this one felt like it was gonna be supportive and that was just different to me.
0: I'll put our group against anybody, anybody's. Any newspaper, any TV network, I'll put our group against anybody. There's just so much content. You know, we've got these really talented people that are writing about all these all these teams and all these leagues, and you can't keep up with it. And that's why it's going to work. Because for what you're asked to pay for, for all of that a month? Look, I'm biased. I work here. But you tell me, where are you going to get this kind of content anywhere else? Yeah, maybe Netflix. I mean, yeah.
3: Anthony Slater, Warriors
4: writer at the Athletic Bay Area. I remember very early on in the athletic being like you know what I can just marinate I can sit in the locker room pregame yeah all the other beat writers can go run back to their computers no I gotta get in the locker room I gotta go try to get extra stuff post game I can wait as long as I want if I have to not turn in a story till until the morning it's okay with them as long as it's a good story because there is no deadline and like I, the deadline is just kind of like a word that gets thrown around in the difference between print and, and online but it, it's, like a, it's like a lifestyle change it may my work better and my life just just a lot easier to be honest
1: when you had in your mind what the athletic could be and compare that to what it is now what are some of the big differences and also what are some of the values that you you've held true to with the company that you wanted it to be
3: it's a really good question it's a it's something that we think about a lot some of the things that are similar to what we had talked about is great people high quality journalism great User experience, few if any ads, and a product that really serves a specific sports fan that I talked about. Right now, sort of on the on the edges is where it's very different. I think Adam and I started the the company thinking it would be primarily like Five Thirty Eight. Five Thirty Eight meets Grantland. That was it. I, I don't think we appreciated at the time news breaking, investigative reporting, or just the sort of quiet excellence of a of a beat reporter who knows everything about their team right i don't think those things were internalized in 2016 that took years and years of us getting to know what makes the best sports writers in the world tick yeah one thing i'm i'm
1: really proud that we've never compromised on quality i think that's just in our DNA as founders, as sports fans that like we know when something doesn't meet that bar. And I think the, the evolution has really been kind of what Alex was saying. Like not only do we listen to our customers, we listen to the people that are you know, ultimately serving those customers, which in our case is a team of journalists who are coming from these you know, other publications where they're just miserable and they're not doing good work and just in a life principle of when you do something that you love and that you're proud of like chances are others are gonna find it attractive and interesting like we've never been a tops down place of like here's what excellent reporting looks like or here's what a good story looks like we've sort of just known how to like spot quality and, and quality people more importantly and and really embrace that. Yeah I definitely did not anticipate we'd be as big as we have grown as quickly as we've as we've grown um, but you just learn how to scale into that still learning most important.
4: I think kind of cracking through to, you know, that next level, it, it's something that takes time because as people build more and more affinity for what we do, I think that's the thing that then translates to a brand and then allows you to compete with these larger companies. And, you know, given the fact that we were started in 2015 and we can even put our name alongside some of these incredible places, like It makes me proud. And again, it's a testament to just everyone that we have here. Um, One other thing I like to say is, although the brand is new, any of our writers or producers or editors, you all have been doing this for a really long time. So it's like you all have been decades training to make this moment happen. And, you know, we've found a recipe that works and you bring great people together. Although the brand is new, it's just a testament to the work that's happened by our writers, producers, journalists beforehand. And yeah, I, I think that's what's gotten us to to be so successful today?
0: I think it's liberating because it allows good writers and good reporters to really kind of put their individual stamp on a team. It allows them to kind of go through their contacts, to come up with good stories that make sense for the team that they're covering. You know, whether it's a feature on a coach or it's it's a statistical analysis of a player, you can kind of go deeper and get beyond the surface and get beyond the, the notebook about hamstring pulls and, you know, he's gonna be out seven to 10 days. Nope, I wouldn't ask anybody to subscribe to that. What we're offering is something really different. And I think that really is liberating for our writers. Trust your eyes, what are your eyes telling you? Would what, what you look at a game, what do you see?
2: This episode is just one of many podcasts included in the small business podference presented by Dell Technologies, a podcast conference to get inspiration on topics like fundraising, building teams, or managing a business in our current environment from top podcasts like Mandy Woodruff and Tiffany Alice, Brown Ambition, Grant and Link, here Biscuits, and Gretchen from Happier with Gretchen Rubins. Visit Dell I'm Jade Hoy for The Athletic Podcast Network.